Our guest today is Henning Starholmstein. He is the apprentice and inclusion manager at Titovery. Titovery is a multinational consultancy company headquartered in Oslo in Norway. During this conversation we have talked about a range of topics from women in tech to gender discrimination and what not. It is a lovely conversation and you should listen to the end of it. Hi, this is Anirban Saha and I welcome you on behalf of the team to one new episode of season 2 where we interview a selected few professionals in the domain of data science and converse about what it takes to get a job in the real world. If you like our work, hit the follow button on our LinkedIn page. The link is in the podcast description. Also to share your feedback with us and listen to the other episodes. Let's get started. Henning, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Great news to everyone. Uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, when we discussed about inclusion and diversity within our team within the podcast team we often asked each other what is the role of an inclusion manager so the first question in this conversation would be what does inclusion management entail like a good question good start um first we can start with the definition of what is inclusion uh the word is often used together with the word diversity uh, and often diversity and inclusion um are playing a bigger role in in today's society uh but where diversity is merely invitation to the party uh true inclusion is getting asked to dance uh and the meaning of the word inclusion differs from where you are on the globe uh for example in the united states uh the word inclusion uh, and and diversity is often related to uh, skin color uh and and racism um in other parts of the world it's a gender thing uh it can be um lgbtq issue uh all the way to just giving people a new chance I mean, people who have have a bad fortune in life uh, been outside the workforce for some years and want to try to get back in uh and try to help those back into the game so to speak but what inclusion comes down to is two things uh the first is the golden rule which is treat others as you want to be treated uh and the second <laughs> if you pardon my french is uh, don't be a dick <laughs> uh, so what i do is i try to influence colleagues uh, i try to influence the company culture uh friends and everyone to to be aware of of how you are towards each other to make everyone feel uh heard to make everyone feel seen create awareness on different topics uh, all differs from where where it is in the world uh, the topic might differ but all in all making a a more aware culture in the company uh and that's been a bit difficult in 2020 with the pandemic and all but uh but it's all about creating this uh this um uh sensation of 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 tribe and, and togetherness within the company that if you come to us you will be heard you will be seen you will be given a fair treatment uh same as everyone else uh on the same time you are who you are you are um uh, um a specific person you are yourself so what you need might not be the same what your colleague needs 
So on, while at the same time treating everyone diff- uh, equal, you same have to treat them different, if you see what I mean, in a good way, that is. So when you say you have to create awareness, it suggests that there is a problem. Would you be open to discussing the kind of problem companies face? Mm. I can. Uh, I, I worked in yeah. I worked in tech uh, all my life, and of course, the biggest issue and the biggest problem, if you so to speak, I would call it a challenge. Then, uh, is of course gender. Um, but on the same time, you like for take racism, for example, in in Nordic society, uh, we often say that we don't have racism in in North society. We don't have we we, we are above that. But if you look at uh, things uh, and scrutinize them a bit closer, you you will see the there are uh, unfairness happening in the world today. Uh, in Norwegian media, for example, if you uh, apply for a job and you have a foreign-sounding name, for some reason you like get down prioritized, and that's racism. Uh, and that's something I want to combat and, and battle that everyone should be given a fair chance and given the same opportunities, regardless of who you are, where you're from, what you believe, and so on. Um, my 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 uh, hard cause, if you can call that, that's the neurodiversity uh, concept, uh, which we can talk about later. But uh, the first step to creating a better world is acknowledge you have a problem and talking openly about it. Don't uh don't uh, put it on the carpet don't hide it away face it openly have open discussion dare to ask the difficult questions dare to ask are what we doing correct are we do we have racism in our company do we have do we have uh gender uh, uh balance where it should be uh, of course being in tech we have a gender issue because of the nature of our business so in order to create to fix this problem, we have to uh, go back uh, even before recruiting phase. We have to go to the society phase. That how can we, as a company, get girls interested in tech? How can we get little girls interested in coding and and and, and computers and and have them become uh, what guys have been for for, for years? Uh, so that's like the first step in 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 fixing the the problems. When you mentioned that if someone has a foreign sounding name, they get down prioritized. Mm. I'll just, I mean, I know what I'm going to say will sound very wrong, but think of it. They try to build a homogeneous team Mm. where they have people who could think together, could talk in the same language, maybe who have the same set of values growing up etc it's mm. like familiarity mm. why should they go for people from other cultures other race other gender mm. etc so the question would be how important do you think inclusion and diversity is from Ex- the company perspective extremely important what you just said if we create a homogenous that's a difficult word uh, a similar group if everyone is thinking the same everyone is doing the same everyone is talking the same how on earth can we move forward 
how on earth can we make a change in 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 business how can we make a change in the world because if everyone is thinking alike no one is really thinking so what you are mentioning uh i would call that a weak group if everyone's saying education everyone's thinking the same that they, they won't get anywhere they must be at the same spot uh treading the water without uh, making progress the only way to make progress is to get new input to get new um uh, perspectives uh and yes maybe it's a language barrier but but if everyone talks uh english you get a long way uh and but, but put it this way if i if i got a new colleague in my team who is maybe from india i would google uh indian phrases i would like what is uh, hello in indian uh and just to do this gesture of, of making that person feel welcome and, and included and, and we are here together in this. Uh, and I want whole, everyone to, to think this way. Because uh, the only way is like, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a shark. If the shark stops swimming, it sinks. And if every team is like, if every team is similar, they won't, they won't swim, they will sink. So... Uh, From a new employee's perspective, I want to add a story my story mm. um generally in these podcasts i am the one asking only questions and not adding my input mm. but today i will cool i'll take this liberty so i just got into a company in berlin yesterday was my first day oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, one of the interviewers name is spelled j o s e and at the first thing during the interview he asked me okay anirban how is your name pronounced in your language and i was like okay <laughs> anirban in english german say german stress the i part but in bangla it would be anirban the a is basically aw the first a is always aw and uh, yeah yesterday when we met again he called he pronounced my name in the actual way it should be uh-huh. and it made me feel very happy and included exactly. and yeah there was no no looking back and even his name his name is spelt in english as j o s e but he is argentinian and his name uh-huh. is pronounced as croche Mm. I, I i just hope i pronounced it correctly but <laughs> yeah so it, it it really helped break the ice and um, yeah another of my team member there is from texas mm. and uh, she also made sure that i'm comfortable and i think i'm the only indian in the team so <laughs> that's a great story and that's that that's illustrates the whole thing I'm talking about. I mean, how how many calories did it cost him to do that little gesture which made you feel so happy? Yeah. And if you can if you can get this mindset of this doing these things all day long for everyone. I mean, the the, the world would we would end world wars within days. I mean, if everyone can strive to to see each other and and make each other feel comfortable. Uh, and of course the, the, there will be friction there will be discussions there will be disagreements there will be not fights but uh, but uh, arguments 
but if everyone can have the sensation and the 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 uh, origin of 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 uh, taking care of each other you can have professional disagreements anytime i mean you can you can you can argue and 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 really <laughs> talk loud and then go have a beer afterwards because like we are we are friends here but i disagree with you and that's how the world will make progress in my opinion yeah your profile further goes on to say that you are a neurodiversity advocate mm-hmm. for the listeners to, of this podcast could you explain what that is mm, yes um neurodiversity um is the concept that what was called neuro- neurological conditions for example uh, adhd uh, autism uh dyslexia dyscalculia uh tourette's um instead of being a disorder which needs treatment and and should like be be cured it's merely a, a natural and, and and a valuable form of human diversity it's diversity of of brains and minds and we all we are like what are we six seven billion people on the world uh and that means there's six to seven billion different brains so it, it's like the infinite variations of neurocognitive functioning functioning within our species so instead of being a a, a disorder it's more like a biological concept so to speak so uh, in my opinion and many with me is like the the idea of a, a, a normal or healthy type of brain is a really culturally constructed fiction which is no more valid than the idea that there is not one normal or right ethnicity or gender or right culture it's merely who you are and and even if that might bring in some uh difficulties or challenges by meeting the right employee and uh, the right employer you can work around these differences and uh, challenges and highlighting your strengths because it's proven that uh, for example um ADHD have a lot more uh energy and enthusiasm and and uh, they have strengths that that other uh people do not have so if we can play play this uh to our favor uh, it can become a, a a huge contribution factor in society and and in in the business uh itself ADHD is the attention deficit, right? Yes, also called hyperactivity. Uh, then you have autism, which is uh, often uh, if you've seen uh, Rain Man, uh, the old movie, uh, that they have a tendency to to hyperfocus, uh, and they don't they have difficult doing social interactions. Uh, but by playing on strengths instead of weaknesses, you can create what I mean is superheroes. uh in in the in the workforce when you were talking uh, slightly earlier you also mentioned it is not only about genders but genders different sexualities people from different regions of the world uh-huh. so maybe uh, in your company or in your experiences can you give us a couple of anecdotes how this diversity saved the day you know Uh-huh. people were thinking in a certain way and they were wrong and people who are from different backgrounds came in and was like no 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 you're doing this wrong do this and that would be correct 
Yeah. Um, I think that the most important kind of diversity, uh, it's diversity in in thinking and capabilities, uh, often called cognitive diversity. And in some, that means that you, as a person, you are like the result of your life. If you see what I mean? You you've been through ups, you've been through downs, you've been through traumas, you've been through happy things. I mean, and in in summary, all these experiences have made you into who you are and made you into having this kind of thinking and this kind of capability. And I, I talked to a leader uh, and he said that um, in my team, he said, we have people who are disorganized, but they can handle large amounts of complex things at the same time and have a, like a vision. I mean, their, their desk is a mess. They, they have papers everywhere and it's like it's a horrible <laughs> horrible sight but but they, they can handle large amounts of, of complex things uh, within their heads even though it doesn't reflect on the outside and on the same time you have people who are organized uh, and can keep track of things he have people who have experience in security testing yeah in test automation he have programmers architects all different kinds of of roles. Now he said that if I only had organized people, we would know where we are, we would have no idea where to go, and we would never get there. But if we only had vision, but no organization, if we were doing a lot of going, but we'd probably never get there either. So Another example he, he, he mentioned was the, that he was in a team with uh, a hardware guru uh, and a, a PhD level mathematician, I think it was, uh, plus some people who were very experienced in hardware packaging and production. Now, what he said is they could basically develop the first prototype of a device in one to two days from zero to a working prototype, including circuit board design and production, just because of this diverse team. And you mentioned if everyone was a PhD mathematician, if everyone was architect, they wouldn't get anywhere. But by having this cognitive cognitive uh, diversity, you get this combining called Avengers. If you know the the superhero team, everyone have their own capability and might be on their own have a weakness, but together they have this huge force in, in making a difference in, 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 the, uh, in the world. You also mentioned, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll keep going back to whatever you're saying. No, 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 no problem. You also mentioned that you have to create awareness and uh, people mm. generally tend to create homogeneous teams. Mm. So how easy or difficult is it to accept multicultural teams and diversity? Good question. Um, what I often do when I try to create awareness is to uh, highlight uh, the success stories. Uh, for example, when I talk to people about neurodiversity, most haven't even heard of it. Most have a, call it a stigma or a misconception that if you have HDHD, you are noisy, you are restless, you can't focus, you are difficult to, to manage, uh, but doesn't say anything that you can be an excellent salesman, for example. 
you could be an excellent programmer who have the ability to hyper focus and and do uh, four hours of work into two hours. Uh, and when you talk about autism, people have seen Rain Man. I think that means people who are weird and and and, and uh, get meltdowns in public and and uh, and instead of instead of the reality, which is you have a person who who can see systems in things, they can create and maintain complex uh, patterns. They can they can do a task to perfection countless times because they don't get tired of it. Uh, and when creating this awareness, when informing people, this is how it really is. The path to actually making a difference is quite short, but you need to have this, this foot in the door, so to speak. Hey, check out this story, check out this anecdote, what this guy did. Oh, cool, can I give it a try? And once we get the ball rolling, uh, things get a lot different, uh, easier uh, down the road. Um, if you see what I mean. Okay, but in general, how tough or easy it is for traditional teams? Do you find it easy to convince people to have diverse teams? Yes. And that might be a Nordic thing. Uh, for, when I make my case, uh, most people understand it. Most people see, yeah, I, I see that my team uh, needs a new input. And this is something we work on a company level as well, that and, and diversity uh, is important. But again, diversity is nothing without inclusion. I'd mentioned the, the quote earlier, uh, about diversity being invitation to the party and inclusion is getting asked to dance. That means that diversity is just counting of heads. Say we have a boardroom with 12 board members and you say, yeah, we have one female, we have one Asian, we have one Indian, we have one gay dude, uh, we have four women and it's like you just count them all. It says nothing about the interaction between them. It says nothing about the inclusiveness uh, uh, of the board members that they actually talk to each other. You can be, you can be honest in the discussions. You can be upfront with your with your viewpoint. Get respected for it. You don't have to agree, but you get respected for it, and you can go back and forth to create the best solution. Because if you don't have the inclusion, if you only have diversity, it will be the same two guys uh, doing the the uh, um, what do you call it. Uh, agreements anyways, to doing the decisions anyways. That's why it's so important to have the inclusion part within the the, the whole uh, the whole thing. So when you mention company level, do you have regulations that dictates a team has to be diverse? Or maybe 50% quota? I'm I'm not sure if quota is a very valid word which you I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Uh yeah. Um we have Tieto Every have um ambition to reach uh 50-50 gender balance within 2028, I think it was. Uh and within 2025 we want to be uh 40-60, I think. Um, but to do a quota, I might have used the, wrong words. Yeah, but I saw, but there's a there's the pro, pros and cons to it. Uh, because it's important that a peep a person get hired uh, 
because of his or her capabilities. Not because, oh, I have to have a, a woman in the team. I have to have a Indian in the team. Because that's back to the diversity inclusion part. Just counting of heads, it's no point. Uh, but it's important to give everyone a fair chance. Regardless of whether you are Indian or whether you are female or whether you are gay, whether you are whatnot. To everyone having the same uh, same origin. origin. Uh, and of course, this is this uh, a famous uh, uh, contradiction from the uh, the uh, the criticism is that yeah, what if you have two similar candidates, both are exactly the same qualifications, but one is a guy, one is a woman. Should the woman get the final point? You see what I mean? My opinion, this might be a, a little bit of grenade, but I would say yes, because of the business we are in. We are in tech, we need women, we need women input. But if you are, for example, in uh, healthcare, where it's opposite, where women are uh, the larger portion, then the final point should go to the male. Because in that sector, we need male input. So you have to like look at it um, from the circumstances uh, before like taking the final final say. So the question to you, no, answer to your question is maybe. <laughs> When you mentioned that your company has a goal of 50% men, 50% women by 2028, it suggests that your company is already taking very proactive measures towards it. So how well is your company placed in this regard in the ecosystem? If you compare your company with other IT companies, how would you do that? I'll tell you a funny story here. We did a bit of a test just to uh, to, to see if there's something to say. And that what we did was we changed the wordings in our job uh, listings, job postings. We changed wordings with the help of a, a language expert. We switched out the usual words, which apparently often appeal to men with more, not feminine words, but more uh, overall generous uh, general wordings and what happened is that the amount of female applications was increased by 30 percent that's quite, that's quite a lot and that taught us that maybe we should just look at the whole recruitment concept and what we also do uh, in our graduate process is that we do blind recruiting which means we have a gamification uh, stage in our recruitment. So even before you reach a human being, so to speak, you you are kind of on your own. You do this gamification where you're getting, where you are uh, being measured in like 8,000 data points. Uh, then you get a score on, on how, like how quick do you give up? How fast do you click? How do you see patterns and all that stuff? then you come like to a human person so gender and who you are and what you are doesn't matter before that uh, and that also helped us in our graduate process to reach 50 50 uh, male and women in sweden uh, in the uh, graduation uh, program one thing came to my mind but yeah in your office of inclusion management do you also have women <laughs> Um, 
I don't have office. Uh, I, I'm only me. Uh, that might be. Person? I'm a, I'm a single man army. <laughs> no, you know we have we have um, we have uh, call it. You could you could say that the the responsibility of inclusion uh, is everyone, all the way from CEO down to the uh, human uh, resources uh, officer, down to the single employee. Inclusion is all over possibility. Uh, and I work in, I work together with uh, with the rest of the HR, and and uh, we have people in Sweden and in Finland uh, who work in this uh, subject as well. And we do training uh, on managers on inclusive leadership, and and uh, and we do uh, a lot of things in in making this change, uh, which I really am happy to see that uh, it's such high on the. On the on the agenda, uh, the inclusion and diversity part. Uh, of course, being in tech, we have the women question is high on the high on the agenda, but uh, but uh, the rest is coming as well. In our previous discussion, in our personal discussion before the podcast recording, you mentioned mm-hmm. that if you come to our company, bring a bit of India with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and I really liked it. You also mentioned, and that time, and you mentioned a couple of times during this interview recording, that diversity is being invited to a party, and inclusion is being asked to dance. Mm. Now, for our audience, whoever will be listening to the podcasts, could you please explain the entire thing the way you explained to me? You already did it briefly during this in during this interaction right now, but when you say Bring a bit of India with you. What exactly do you mean in detail? What I mean with that is that back to the whole cognitive thing. Uh, when I meet a new person, I like to get to know this person because if this, this is a, this is a person I uh, might have to work with uh, in a in a towards a customer or in a project, and who you are, where you're from. That makes you who you are, and that's why I think when you are from India, a beautiful country with beautiful people and beautiful food and and so much good things about India, why on earth should you hide that when you come to a new country or a new company, or uh, uh, you should bring bring home with you? Um, for example, we did, I think that was in Sweden. Uh, we had, uh, uh, I think it was a lunch concept that people brought uh, dishes from their home country to the lunch uh, lunch room and that's great because w- what brings people together better than good food you know and and india have uh, a beautiful mindset or, or on your on your uh, uh, re- religion and everything so when you go somewhere go where you are celebrated not just merely tolerated because you should be celebrated for who you are, where you're from, and what you stand for in the place you choose to live or, or work. So that's what I meant by that, is that bring a part of home with you, share with your colleagues, share with your friends, tell them stories of your childhood in in India uh, or wherever in the world you're from, because that's how we can bond and bind the globe together. We're talking a lot these days, the climate crisis. 
this is a this is a crisis. We yeah we see, we see we done with COVID now, but the climate is changing, and and if the world don't start working together soon, uh, it's not going to work. So we have to create. <laughs> if you see, I'm a bit of a sci-fi fan. I like science fiction, you know. And what I like is see like in the future you have this planet federations. So instead of talking about Europe and America and, and, and India and Australia, talk about like the nation of Earth, the Earth United United Earth Federation. Now we are one people, we are one globe, one one planet. So if, if we're going to reach the stars and then conquer other planets, we have to become one instead of this fractioned uh, country uh, and, and, and world. Uh, um, uh, part of the world's mentality, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, if, even Rabindranath Tagore um, spoke of the same same things um, since the Star Wars part, where, where you're fighting of aliens, he did not speak about that. He spoke about one world united by humanity. Hmm. But coming back to the topic of India, do you hmm. think? And I speak it from an extremely personal point of view. When uh, there, I I have awesome friends who are German, but they all believe I know a lot of Hindi and I know a lot of Bollywood. <laughs> I know neither. <laughs> so here comes the question of gross stereotyping. Uh, what do you think does that? <laughs> does it? Help the cause, or do you think it hinders the smooth interactions between the two individuals? I think that's a matter of how you approached it. Uh, the question you can you can choose to either be offended by it, or you can choose to smile and laugh at it. Uh, I'm I'm Norwegian, uh, <laughs> And when you talk about Norwegians, we're talking about polar bears in the streets. You're talking about Vikings. You're talking about uh, eating sheep heads. I don't do either either. <laughs> um, and but it's a good icebreaker in my opinion. Because but if if you go around and choose to get offended by it, you you don't be. It's it's uh, it's. You don't record, yeah. I am not offended. I... No, no, I know, no, no, I know, I know. Um, but I, it's, it's a, it's a, if you smile at it and think of it as a funny thing, uh, it will bring the world together. Because you're talking about stereotype Americans, stereotype Indians, stereotype Swedish, stereotype Russians, you know. And if you take it with a tongue-in-cheek mentality to it, it it's just good old fun. Uh, and you can like banter and tease each other and uh, hey, on the bra, well, still ladies had a hot Bollywood, eh? <laughs> and and you can laugh at it. Uh, I make for a good good atmosphere. I also uh, met an extremely overtly friendly street vendor, food street food vendor, uh-huh. who judged me by my skin color and gave extra spicy sauce, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I just couldn't tell that I do not like overtly spicy food. But yeah. okay, coming back to the questions. Funny, yeah. So people across the globe celebrated the Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Do you think that people in management, not only in your company but overall in Europe, mm. 
have started accepting changes except for a couple of countries which are there and they are getting more inclusive of other different gender identities yes uh absolutely um uh, as you mentioned this is this is a um geographical thing you have the black spots you know on the map where 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 things aren't good uh and i hope uh one day that uh, we will come together and 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 everyone should be able to to love and be be who they are uh i'm extremely proud of my company which uh which takes a really official and public stand on uh, on the uh, whole pride thing uh some try to to say it's a political thing i say a giant no to to pride being political pride is about being able to be who you are and love who you want to love and try and try to state that this is political and and and, and a power thing that's just nonsense so i'm proud of my company to that they are so so publicly supporting both the pride movement and they are they are uh, sponsoring uh, pride marches in uh, in uh, several cities uh but at least in, in in norway and and scandinavia it's it's growing uh the the uh, and again the word tolerance i don't like the word tolerance because it says that i i accept it but i don't like it but getting celebrated uh is a better word uh, i think so uh yes it's definitely a shift in the in the, in the companies that uh, you're allowed to be who you are and love who you want to love talking about multicultural teams <laughs> Uh, not only in europe but also in the subcontinent like i mentioned even uh, india is like hugely diverse there are different subcultures and then people from different subcultures come together when they come together often they see uh, physical differences and differences in language cultures customs and there is inhibition a lot of international students they fear voicing their independent opinions in front of people who are very different from them what tips would you give to them don't be afraid um if you find yourself in a group or in a place where you get the sense of if i speak my mind uh i will get consequences or repercussions of it get out don't bother stay there uh in order i mean yeah we are different people we are we are coming from different places but the best way to to not mitigate but the best way to like uh remove inhibitions is to ask questions and be curious so if you as a student for example come into a room full of uh <laughs> white males pushing 50 uh be curious about 
your surroundings uh, and try to share some of your own um, uh, experiences and, and, and how you are so they, they can learn from you and you can learn from them. Um, but if 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 you find if you think don't be, don't be afraid because if, if you are afraid there shouldn't be a reason to it if there is a reason for you to be afraid go away just get out find a new job find a new new place to live because that's not how it's supposed to be here comes my very short follow up question mm-hmm. that for an international student say someone coming from india or pakistan or bangladesh mm-hmm. or middle east and after finishing the studies it is already very tough getting into the workforce uh-huh. right and you just said do not be afraid leave the job if you are not fitting in there are apprehensions when there is an opportunity for someone to speak up not they not only think about consequences which can be adverse in nature uh-huh. but there are also a question is this the right thing to say and not just saying i have come across at least four people while while preparing for this this episode they had questions like is it the right way to sit in front of them is it the right way to eat is it the right way to present themselves for that matter when i was asked to come to a party i questioned my uh, i did okay questioning is a harsh term i'll say in conversation i asked my supervisor hey what are other people wearing mm. like it will be awkward if other people are wearing business casuals and i wear a t-shirt mm. right but unlike me many people don't ask that mm. why because they feel that they might not their question might seem stupid and overall they might not be accepted by people of other cultures people mm. of other dominant cultures in that workspace so what would be your tips for them or or rather in a better way how would you groom them <laughs> good questions <sighs> never be afraid to ask the questions i mean you talked about it go to your leader go to your manager go to your colleague you know i'm a bit unsure because everyone is afraid of not fitting in everyone is afraid to to not uh be accepted that's a that's a that's a cave caveman uh instinct uh i think the worst thing you do is to is to choose not to go to the party is to choose not to uh participate uh at the lunch table to choose not to go and uh, down the hallway with your uh, colleagues do it anyways <laughs> if you see what i mean uh, and if you if you feel un- insecure or unsure find a colleague uh, which you have a uh, maybe said hi to and 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 ask him or her can you can you give me some tips what 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 should i do uh and at some point be proud of who you are bring a part of india with you okay in india we dress like this uh in india I yes I wear suit uh even if it's a pool party. Uh <laughs> Don't just example because you're overdressed, you know. Um But it's like important that to, to oh, don't don't give up on who you are. Don't don't leave behind who you are and what your culture is because you have 
you have something valuable with you when you come from India. And in order to make this global society, global community happen, we need to mix it all together and, and get new inputs and get new, get new. All right, let's it's a couple of weird looks when you enter the enter the party with the uh, flip flops and and the bathing shorts. Uh, you know, everyone else has suits on, but uh, but you came. And you 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 chose to engage yourself and participate and and try and be a part of the the uh, the culture you you wanted to uh, uh, attend. Um, so in in grooming, don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And there is no stupid questions ever. That's important. If you are new to company, you're allowed to ask many silly things, even if they're not they are not silly. So uh, that's my that's my tip. Find a person who can ask about the stupid things, and 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 uh, be yourself. Don't be afraid to make make mistakes. Okay, but this answer is at a very very general level. What mm. I'll do is I'll ask you a follow up question, mm-hmm. <laughs> hoping that you we get something more specific. Mm-hmm. So today's graduates, because we all are students. So today's graduates are tomorrow's leaders. Mm-hmm. You mentioned how you would groom, how you would groom them. So how would you groom them into leaders who encourage diversity at their workplace? Mm-hmm. And be sure I'll ask you a follow-up, a flip question after this. Yep. The most important thing for a leader no matter if you are a current leader or you're a leader in the making, be curious. Be curious, be humble, take a back seat. Don't be afraid to give up control. You can tell a person uh, what to do, but don't tell him or her how to do it. Give them a try to, to do it themselves in their way. And the end result might surprise you. Ask questions. I talked about we talked about this. Bring a part of India with you. If you are a, a Indian leader uh, and you come, uh, you get Norwegian Norwegian bald guy in the in the India office. Ask the Norwegian bald guy how is Norway? What is a Norwegian lunchtime like? What do you serve in the Norwegian cafe uh, cantina? Uh, why don't you have any hair? I mean, you just ask questions. Uh, even if it might be difficult ones. Wouldn't the hair one, the question about the hair be offensive? Why should it be offensive? It's a dinner question. I don't have any hair. And it's a good point, by the way. Don't be afraid to ask difficult questions. You can't say, because um, it's important to bring up things that, we talked about racism earlier and how that is like brought under the carpet. We don't talk about it, we don't address it, but we have to address it. We have to talk about it in order for it to make it better. And if you ask difficult questions uh, with the intention of trying to fix it, if you see what I mean, it's a, it is a, it's a, it's a, it should be okay. Because you say, okay, I see I see you are you are bold. Is there anything I can do to make your feel more comfortable? 
should we remove all pictures of people with hair or like what what do you uh, should we do we should we censor any shampoo commercials no, i'm just kidding with you <laughs> yeah but it's about talking it's about making people feel safe in their environment and new leaders ask questions be curious let people that are going to work for you do things their own way and the answer and they might surprise you um make make it personal uh, if you're a leader make them the sensation of getting to f- know you personally talk about your dogs talk about your daughters and sons talk about your goldfish talk about how you uh, what you had for dinner last night make them make your employees know you on a personal level our former ceo uh, before the merge he he talked about his kitchen all the time because he had had this uh, kitchen story which he told many times uh, on how he bought a new kitchen and instead of getting a uh, like uh, go to the shop i want that kitchen the kitchen vendor came home to him instead and helped him like pick out the perfect kitchen uh, that's how we want us to be you know instead of getting off the shelf products we should, should be consultants to our customers to to uh, tailor uh, solutions but by telling this story we all got the sensation of knowing him personally and we imagine him sitting at home in his kitchen uh, having a red wine on a saturday night and that helped us humanize him uh, and we can we can say hi to him in the hallways uh, if we never talked to him before so that's uh, another tip for for tomorrow leaders to 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 uh, present yourself on a personal level Okay, I thought of asking you a flip question, but since I have already talked about a couple of examples from my life, I would like to talk about another one. It's really important. I grew up in Calcutta, which is a little different from other major cities in India. I had a convent school education. I lived in my own bubble, and in my bubble, there was no problem. Honestly, there is some. or that i would like to believe there is a good amount of awareness about gender issues i was introduced to this kind of struggles you know when we were discussing this in one of the sessions in portland usa the discussion was on gender issues and acceptance of people who identify themselves as non binary in that discussion i mentioned <laughs> like an idiot that in calcutta one of the most celebrated film directors was rithvikanth ghosh um very famous india's first transgender to become a college principal is dr manobi bandhopadhyay who was born a man and then uh, wanted to be, wanted to become a woman after that session i retrospected a bit i realized that i could mention about just two i assumed everybody else is treated equally well i undermined the problem then and i now think i have a lot to learn i believe this episode is very important because i would assume that we all know the problems we know that there is a gender gap and we need to fix it we know that people of different gender identities feel discriminated against 
but we are not able to approach it properly we all know that internationals like us should be included into german societies but we do not know how to make ourselves ready for it this episode is really really important and i thank you so much for spending so much time with us and i believe this episode should give some insight as to how we should prepare ourselves when we enter the workforce into the multicultural teams and prepare ourselves i think this is the best time i should stop speaking and open the forum to questions this is the maximum i have spoken in an episode <laughs> yeah but you have you have excellent points and and by doing what you are doing uh you are helping helping making the world a better place uh and is this kind of discussions and this kind of highlights and spotlights which are needed and here we are talking about this and and we all know that this is important now we need to get our our uh, leaders and global leaders so to speak to to uh, talk about the same things uh publicly uh so thank you for for inviting me and and allowing me to to empty my head and and uh, and ramble on about the uh, space travel and and, and uh, <laughs> all different kinds of things so so thank you so much yeah um again a very very specific personal uh, point of view here um there were times where i came across people who do not conform to a binary and i kept thinking should i say this is it offensive is it not offensive how do we prepare for these situations conversations don't Because be there's very less awareness about these things yes don't be afraid to seem offensive um as i said as i said uh, previously if you ask difficult questions with the intention of learning with the intention of of broadening your mind if your intention is good it it shouldn't be a problem if you're talking to a non-binary person and you have a question uh you you should be allowed to 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 say you, you I really want to learn this I'm I'm really I'm trying to broaden my mind I'm trying to change the world and you can ask the question which you are uh thinking of um most non-binary persons most p- people who who are in this group they know to some extent how people can feel and i think it's better for them uh that they get the question out of the world out of the uh, out of the uh, you get the questions asked then move on instead of thinking that uh i wonder what he's thinking now if you see what i mean and don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to learn and be curious that's my my best best tips okay here we take two questions both from shubham shubham would you like to ask them yeah yeah i can ask them so henning so the first and the foremost question is we say or you discuss like companies are really working forward towards this idea or the concept of diversity and inclusion 
and it's just not the political agenda but they are working hard on this in the implementation aspect as well so what i would like to know is that is it just from the pr point of view so that people feel that they are included or there are actual some ground implementations so does there exists the gap or what they are saying is being done actually what we've seen in my company i mean we are the scandinavia's and nordic largest it company in nordics uh, and top 5 in europe we deliver solutions and technology to a huge amount uh, of people we deliver a solution to societies and to companies which i mean they're, they're, they're huge and in order to be able to create solutions that everyone can use that everyone can value everyone can get uh, uh get some out of we need to be diverse we need to know the people and society is diverse this society consists of uh, everyone so we also need to be everyone we need to know for example if we are to create um a banking solution for say uh blind people or or people with with uh, bad vision you can't have a programmer uh or have a person with perfect eyesight do coding for a website for sight impaired people we need people who are in <laughs> that situation if you see what i mean yeah. to actually advise us what can we do uh and and t- I talked about it several times but the cognitive diversity thing that who you are what you experience and what you made of makes it to who you are and gives you a valuable a valuable uh input in our solutions and into our company so we we actively seek different people we actively seek out cognitive differences uh, in all our uh, teams and 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 uh, and employment uh, employment employees uh actually what i wanted to know was for example let's say company x has changed the company logo to rainbow color during the pride month and they mm. promote on their social media platforms that we encourage these kind of inclusions mm. but what there was a let's say allegations on that particular company that there was certain biases when it comes to these sections or these inclusion aspects so what i wanted to know so do really companies act on it apart from the organization which you are a part of so do you see any gap between the saying and the actual implementations that's what i wanted to know there are some i mean you, you see the, the question is you have june pride month and every company in the world plasters their websites and and social platform with the rainbow flag so what you want to know is does that keep on going after june month uh i believe so uh again there are ge- geographical variations in the world unfortunately uh but i think most of the world is coming along that we need to we need all hands on deck we need everyone uh to to contribute and participate and, and not get this this uh minor things that who you who who do you love to get in the way of of actually uh utilizing your capacities so uh yes i think so uh that we are getting there okay okay and another quick question because we are already over 5 minutes of the time so the next question is uh 
what kind of challenges are you facing right now when you try to address this situation or this aspect of diversity and inclusion when you talk to the person who is will be recruited as a part of the team or when you discuss this topic to the world leaders or the team leaders the main challenge is conformity conformity uh, they have always done it this way uh, this is how we always done it uh, this is how we always uh, have uh, uh, not maybe not open to anything new uh, so when when I come and, and hey let's let's try uh, and get this guy with the autism into the team and see what he can do they they like huh why watch this is scary uh and that's often corresponding with the lack of knowledge that they, they 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 are unsure they not they don't feel they don't feel uh um uh, competent enough into knowing what this person is capable of and that's where i come in this is my then it's my job to to inform them and course them and and, and help uh them into understanding the value these people have um so we are we are creatures of habit uh and that's something we we should respect but uh it doesn't it doesn't harm anyone to get a bit stirred up and let's stick on let's give some let's give something new uh a try uh and that way uh reaching a even better uh output than we have done for the last 20 years um so um, yes, it's uh, it's uh, conformity and, and and lack of knowledge, which is the main inhibitors of uh, of doing this 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 uh, thing of mine. Okay, okay, thank you. Can yeah, I chip in a very really quick question? Yep. Since the mention of world leaders happened, suppose you meet Erna Solberg. Mm-hmm. What what could be the one thing that she could do? to make your campaigns easier or life easier actually quite funny you ask that but uh Arna Solberg which is the Norwegian prime minister agrees with me on this uh and they and her government for the last 8 years have done something called uh innovation is called uh, inkluderingsdugnaden which means um inclusion uh work life inclusion on the agenda that means that if you have a job opening uh you should uh, give everyone a fair chance even if they have holes in their CVs uh or even if they uh, they they don't they don't look like the perfect candidate if you see what i mean but you still give them a try you still give them a chance to show what they're made of and show uh, show them your capabilities and that goes for refugees that goes for for ex convicts uh ex drug addicts give them a chance give give them a a, a single chance to 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 grasp on and, and and help them back into the society again so uh so uh, for the norwegian uh, politicians this question is absolutely uh up there on the uh, on the agenda so uh, i'm uh, we are we are lucky here mm. <laughs> okay as you know it is always a pleasure talking with you and to just converse with you and listen to you speaking
but this episode has to stop <laughs> <laughs> we could be in this for hours you know <laughs> yeah i thank you so much we thank you so much for making time for this really engaging conversation it's fun and i hope whoever listens to this benefits from this me too so, and uh, feel free everyone who listen to this uh, add me on linkedin uh let's connect let's make the world a better place and uh, let's go for the stars okay thank you so much one more time thank you so much hey you've made it till the end of this amazing conversation please check this space out next wednesday as well next week we release the last episode of season 2 and we are confident that you would find that useful as well we release our podcasts on linkedin google podcasts spotify apple podcasts amazon music youtube stitcher geo seven and a few more platforms if you find this conversation useful please share this with your friends and stay connected with us thank you for listening